Love and light. What's happening, y'all? My name is Brother Akeen, and this is my podcast, Akeen's Open Talk. Now, here on this platform, I discuss a wide range of topics, anything from politics to entertainment, love and relationship issues, current events, and even music. Any and everything is fair game. Now, on this episode, we have a brand new craze that's sweeping the nation. It is very, very effective. But now that I think about it, is it really new? I mean, is this something that we've seen before in the past? Something that has caused catastrophic results? Something that has continued to divide the nation even further? Something that has caused lives or cost lives. Something that seems to be defended by a certain group of people that we have come to expect that type of defense from. Something that we have got to grab a hold of. Something that I hope that we could eliminate completely. That thing is, I will definitely discuss. Give you an example of it. Hopefully, we could try to figure out a way to combat it. Now, as usual, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you do enjoy this podcast. Now, let's talk openly. Okay, here we go again. The lab dogs are barking for their masses. You know, I get up this morning and um, I read of a very disturbing story, which lately, unfortunately, that's not been an uncommon theme. But anyway, I read an unfortunate story. And um, according to the details of the story, I just know the main characters that are about to come out, and I know the main narrative these characters are going to stick to, and I know the main figures these characters are going to defend. And lo and behold, here comes the narrative and the commentary popping up on my Facebook timeline. I mean, I just knew it was coming. It was so easily predictable. Now, as most of you may know, the story I'm referring to is one of two that I've seen, by the way, this morning. I'm going to bypass the other story because I think it deserves another podcast episode in its own. Uh, It was a very disturbing story out of uh, Minneapolis. But I'm going to uh, focus on the story that came out of New York City Central Park, where there was a brother who... Let's just say he was called out of his name for attempting to do the right thing. And he was called out of his name, ironically, by someone 
who you just know had no intentions on trying to resolve an issue the right way. Now, the story I'm referring to is, like I said, most of you may know, there was a brother that was in Central Park. I believe he was a bicyclist, but I, I, I could be wrong on that detail. But he came across a woman who had her dog unleashed. And I guess the dog may have been disrupting, I don't know, some flowers or something. I'm not even sure about that part, but the dog was unleashed. That's the, the main point here, which is not only a violation of park rules, but it's also against the law. You know, it's against city ordinance, so that makes it unlawful. So the brother very calmly asked the woman to leash the dog. And instead of following the law and just doing the right thing, putting the damn dog on a leash and walking away, she aggressively approached the guy, angrily, obviously, and uh, because she didn't like being checked by him, decided she was going to call the police instead and report this African-American man threatening her. Obviously, she knew the code words. She knew the words that would get the response from the police, which is African-American male threatening. Now, we all know that's going to get a hot response. They're coming in blazing, right? And she made it seem as if though she was actually being attacked by the brother. Good thing he recorded it all, and it was um, shown, obviously, that not only was he not attacking her, but she was the aggressive party looking as if though she wanted to attack him. But she knew the tactics to use. She was the one playing the role as a Karen. And most people online were familiar with that term, that slogan, Basically, a Karen being the one who inserts herself into everyone else's business, trying to police them. You know, basically, black folk. You know, she's wanting to police black folk. And when things doesn't go her way, she then turns victim. Then she starts to cry and whine. And you know, now she wants to get law enforcement involved because they're going to come save her. You know, playing the damsel in distress role. Well, going back to the... The commentary that popped up on my news feed this morning. One of the well-known defenders of the right, defenders of the white, popped up with her narrative as, as usual. And what I thought was ironic was she actually called the brother a Karen. Which at first I thought she would, you know, not use that term because that term, you know, that's anti-white woman. So she's usually defending those types. So I figured she'd condemn the term, but she herself used the term. But she used it against the black man because she was upset that in this case, when the white woman wasn't the law-abiding citizen and she was called out on her actions, the black man himself decided to input his own uh, uh, say into the situation by asking the woman to leash the dog. So she calls him a Karen and blames him for half 
of the conflict. Okay, now I'm confused because weeks ago when it was the McMichaels killers who called themselves performing some type of a citizen's arrest on a man that didn't commit a crime, she defended their actions, saying that, you know, we got the right to police and patrol our own communities. When we see someone we think doing wrong, we have the right to try to approach them and detain them for the police. And if they got to bring guns to the scene to do that, that's okay too. So when it was the killers of Arbery, you know, the brother that was killed in Brunswick, Georgia, uh, a couple months back, it was okay. You know, it was okay, the actions that they took to track the man down and try to do what they thought was the quote-unquote right thing. It was okay to be Karen then. It was okay to get involved. It was okay to come out and protect the community from the wrongdoing black man that's just out here lying about jogging because he's up to doing no good. He's up to stealing. He's up to causing destruction. He's up to coming to get your white kids. You know, it was cool to be Karen then. But in this case, the brother asked. He didn't give a directive. He asked, could you please leash your dog? Which is an unlawful act to not have your dog leashed. So when the woman reacts the way she does, instead of this particular commentator calling out the woman and saying, you know what, she broke the law, she could have avoided this whole thing if she would have just did the right thing, leash the damn dog, and go about your day. Now saying that, you know, that, that would have been too much. See, we, we still got to find a way to assess the blame on the black man, so we're going to call him a Karen and say he should have minded his business. Really? See, this is the thing, that selective outrage we see here. And she's not the only one, by the way, unfortunately. There's another character uh, that, you know, seems to always have opinions that seems to be slighted against black people. But, you know, I'll wait for his commentary later. But this is the thing. I mean, we, you know, we have this selective outrage. And when it comes to policing black people, Everybody seems to be okay with that. You know, white women, white people in general, policing the wrongdoing black man in particular, there seems to be nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's the American thing to do, right? You see a black man doing something wrong, you have every right to get involved. But you can't have a black man try to police white people, in particular a white woman. Because, see, historically speaking, white women and black men, that was never a good thing. So, obviously, this woman in the park, she knew what to do. She knew exactly the the, the code words to use. And I can only imagine how things would have been had he not, uh, the bicyclist, had he not recorded the whole ordeal. Because, as we know... A lot of times to get justice here, we got to have video. You know, your word as a black man is not strong enough against 
the word of a white accuser. So you got to have something to back you up. And even with video, sometimes we don't seem to get justice. But in this case, he recorded it. And fortunately, he wasn't harmed. Now, the woman, I think, should have been reprimanded some type of way or or she should have been sanctioned or issued something because she just wasted police resources, resources on a lie. I know a lot of people like to say, well, you can't penalize people for calling the police when they think something's going on wrong and they get it wrong. You can't penalize them for that. Okay, granted. But when you intentionally lie, when you intentionally embellish in order to get a response from the police because you don't like to be called out on your wrongdoing, I think she should be sanctioned in some type of way legally. Now, she may go on to lose her job. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know who she works for or how serious they take these type of incidents. They may look at it as, hey, she's on her own time, doing her own thing. They may not get involved. But when it comes to the law, if you're able to prove that this person embellished a story or this person just flat out lied in order to get a certain type of response from police officers, that person should be ticketed, charged, sanctioned in some type of way to discourage that type of behavior. But of course, no, we're just going to say, hey, each party go their own way. Each party is responsible for their actions that contributed and blah, blah, blah. We won't get condemnation against the woman because we can't do that right now. Not in this country. We can't hold a white woman accountable for her actions, right? So, again, this commentator finds a way to blame half of this conflict on the black man, which he did nothing wrong. I mean, can you imagine had it been the other way around? You're in Central Park as a white woman bicycling or whatever you're doing, and you see this black man with an unleashed pit bull in the park, and you decide to ask this man to leash his dog. And instead of doing that, he responds by aggressively coming towards you. Could you imagine then how the white woman would have responded? Can you imagine then how society in this country would have responded? Can you imagine then how these lapdog commentators for the right would have responded. And this ain't even about politics. This ain't even about black and white in the sense of no black can do wrong, all whites are bad. I'm not even going that far. But in this case, the players just happen to be a white woman and a black man. And in this country, again, historically, that's usually not a good mix. So had it been the other way around, you can imagine what would have been said. He should have followed the law. He should have complied. Because, you know, these legal eagle beagles, the ones that feel like because it's a law, just follow it no matter how unjust it may be. 
I don't hear them condemning the woman at all. In fact, once again, they're turning at the man and calling him a Karen because he asked, once again, the woman to do the right thing. And oh, by the way, (laughs) the funny part of this story is as she's condemning him or coming at him and she's calling the police lying on him, she's pretty much damn near choking the dog. Now, you know how Americans are about their dogs. I'm waiting to see if I'm going to hear anything from the dog lovers, the PETA people. <laughs> and it's a joke. It's funny. I get it because it's ridiculous. But I'm, I'm serious about it, though. I'm waiting to hear if anyone at least condemns her for that. I mean, the dog's damn near like, you know, trying to get away. He don't want anything to do with this. And it just looks as if those you're just dragging the dog by the neck, choking him. But of course, you know, we're going to overlook that. We're going to focus on the Karen black man, as if though that makes sense. Okay, so which way you want it? Should citizens get involved or not? Do you think that only a certain group of citizens should be able to police another group of citizens? Is that what you want? Usually, as a representative of the black community, the way I see things, usually we avoid trying to play police. We avoid trying to escalate situations that, you know, is just not that important. I I doubt very seriously that many of us would have made big deals about kids selling water in front of a stadium or somebody barbecuing at a park. You know, those type of things, usually, as black folks, we don't really pay much mind to that. It's not important to us. We're not calling the police to rat anybody out for pretty much minding their own damn business. See, that's where that Becky thing started. You know, Becky, Becky will rat on you. She'll rat on you. I don't know. She's jealous. I don't know. She 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 got some other issues on her mind. I don't know. But she wants to lash out at you. She wants to play apartment manager when she's not an apartment manager, and she wants to rat on people that comes around that doesn't look like they don't belong there. You know, you look like you don't fit. So I'm gonna call the authorities because you don't look like you belong in this college. You don't look like you belong or you live in this building. You just don't look the part. So Becky will rat on you. But see, it's the Karens that'll get you killed. Because when the Karens can't police you, they'll turn the whole scenario into them becoming the victim. And now they're under attack. And they get dramatic. And they play that whole victim role to a T. They're wanting to come get saved and protected. Because their policing methods didn't work. I saw this other clip. I don't don't know if it was a movie or 
joke or prank or what. I, I think it was authentic, but it was just so ridiculous. I had to consider it being a prank. There was this woman. Um, she was in front of this car. This car was just stationary. It didn't move not one time. And she evidently was on the phone calling authority saying that she was getting ran over by this man. Now the man, he's, I don't want to prejudge, but I'm not, I'm not leading to think that he was a black man. Let's just put it like that. It didn't, you know, strike me that he was, you know, and I don't mean to come off as sounding, you know, prejudice myself by trying to judge the vernacular, but it just didn't seem like it was a brother. Let's just put it like that. And, She's playing this role like this guy is running over her, and she, she elevates, and she gets more vocal and loud. And, oh, my God, and she's, he's about to run me over and kill me. And the, the, the car never moved. And the guy is so monotone. <laughs> it, it's just hilarious, the role she played. It's almost like I, I knew it had to be a joke. But unfortunately, I don't think it was. I mean, she was really just playing that role. Oh my God, he's killing me. He's ki- he's moving the car now. He- he's rolling over me. Please send help. Send help. Car never moved. See, they know. They know these things. They know what to do to get a response that they're looking for. They they know. They know the code words. They know how to sound. I mean, they they know. They mastered this thing well before Tulsa 1927. I mean, they've been doing it forever. These are the acts that can possibly get people killed. So at the end of it all, as far as the Central Park story, the woman issues out somewhat of an apology. Because, you know, the way I look at it is, it's not an apology if you're going to use but. Yeah, I'm sorry, I overreacted, my fault, but the guy was threatening to me. Well, you're not not owning up to your action. You're not being accountable. You're still trying to assess blame elsewhere when it's really on you. So all of these Blue Lives Matter, Follow the Law, or else type people, where are you now with this woman? Why didn't she just follow the damn law? comply right that's what you do right you you comply you don't resist you comply do what you're asked to do do what you're told to do just do it right so where's the hardcore stance on this woman so you know the sorry ass apology that she attempted to make didn't mean anything to me And again, fortunately, the brother wasn't hurt. But the nonchalant attitude, the a matter of fact, oh, well type of a response she had to the whole thing. It didn't surprise me at all. But that's the unfortunate thing. She didn't care. She just happened to get caught. She got caught on video, so she couldn't lie her way out of it. Because best believe, if there wasn't a video, trust me, she's not admitting to anything. See, these days, the video, the video may be the thing that saved our lives. 
And I would suggest we all arm ourselves with the video recorder. You know, phones or the ones that you mount in your car that records everything inside of the car just in case you get one of those you didn't signal in enough time traffic stops. And you have cops that's basically there trying to profile you and dig through your car and all this other kind of stuff. Get the get the camera that mounts in the car. Get the multiple phones, whatever you have to do. Because that is going to be or may be the one thing that saves us. Because it's damn sure not going to be our own words. Our word holds no weight against their word. It's not even about the justice system anymore. I mean, we expect for our word not to trump out the words of police officers and judges and anyone inside of the law enforcement realm. We already know our words won't matter to, you know, to them. You know, our words mean nothing. But now, as we can easily see, that type of privilege is extended to regular citizens. Her word would have trumped his word had it not been for the camera. I know for a fact that would have been the case. They would have dug in his background and seen what kind of crime he did in middle school. He bullied a kid in the third grade. He's a thug. They would have went out of their way to vilify this man. And they may still do because they're pissed off that a black man called out a white woman. So they're going to make it as if, though, well, here we go. This guy, how does he have the nerve to try to correct her? He smoked weed when he was in high school. He shoplifted bubble gum when he was in middle school. That's what they do. So our word, as you know, means nothing trumped up against any white citizen, especially those of power. Our words mean nothing compared to theirs. So we need the video. And let me go back a bit. I don't mean to generalize, okay? So no generalizing here. I'm not going to say everybody is a certain way, but we all know the history in this country. And the actions that some people take when they lie, those lies can get people killed. And it's usually us people. So I just thought it was odd, but wasn't surprising that a black man trying to do the right thing gets called Karen by the ones that's usually defending Okay, usually defending those that call out black people that break the law. Don't recall her or the guy that I'm expecting to make a comment later. Don't res- I don't recall them calling McMichaels, the McMichael killers. I don't recall them calling those guys Karens.
What I do recall is them trying to defend them and say that, hey, they were patriots of their community trying to do the right thing. They're not going to do any time. They're going to get off. These are the words they were using. Oh, it's not going to stick. The guy shoplifted. He deserved to get tracked and killed, basically. So I don't recall the Karen name calling to the, 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 the McMichael killers. But here, here we go. Black man does nothing wrong once again, and he's being vilified and insulted. That's the country that we live in today, folks. So keep your eyes open. I mean, you know, the Karens and the Beckys, they're going to be out there. And not to say that every black person does everything right. I'm not here to say that. But if you're going to call us out, call them out too. You can't say, well, yeah, they did wrong, but we're going to find something to blame on you too so we can call this a 50-50 thing. Because if you do that, now you're sounding like that character that claimed both sides have fine people. Instead of being accountable for what you do or the people that you fancy up to do, you're going to find a way to make both sides complicit. Accountability is a selective thing to you. So this whole I'm going to come out and play junkyard dog for the massa that whole Stephen from Django role that you're trying to play for profit, by the way, because you best believe this person asked for some donations after she went and slanted, tried to defile the name of the brother. Of course, she asked in the same breath for some money. You know, these characters like to make their money, too. Now, they like to peddle merchandise and, you know, grift their way through things and they know what side to cozy up to because those folks keep them paid. You know, they keep, they know where the money comes from. They know not to bite that hand that feeds them. So they play up. They play up to their supporters and they get their money. So she definitely will get, oh, wow, did I say she? This person <laughs> will definitely get paid. She's going to, once again, Sorry, no she. This person <laughs> is going to get patted on the head. Good job, good job, good job. And the routine will go on. Just be aware. Be conscious of what's going on. Be alert. Be prepared. Be ready to defend. Because they're coming at us. All day, every day. They're coming at us politically, socially, and economically. So just pay attention to things. I could tell you pretty much how these stories, when I hear them, I could tell you who's going to be on what side, who's going to blame who, before all the facts come in and all of that kind of stuff. They're still picking sides, though, I notice. They don't wait for the facts to come in. That's just something that's said to try to find defense of the wrongdoers, usually for them. But anyway, just pay attention. Watch who defends who. Watch who says what about who. 
you'll be able to piece it all together. Again, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate your support. Anything you have to say to me, whether you agree or not, you know how to do it. Just contact me in my Facebook group. My name is Brother Akeem. Much love and light to you all. Much respect. And I'll see you down the line. Thank you for listening to Akeen's Open Talk. Now, if you would like to leave a comment or two, or if you have any questions, or even an idea for a topic for a future episode, please look up my Facebook group on Facebook and join. Now, it's under Akeen's Open Talk. I will accept you, and then you will be able to contribute. Thank you.